Hello, I'm Ashley. And I'm Nick. And we are Two, two Prudes. Two Prudes. A podcast where two friends who have never hugged or shown any sort of affection towards one another sit down and watch steamy romance movies together. Today we watched After, a story about Tessa Young, a dedicated student and dutiful daughter who moves away to college and meets a mysterious and walking bad boy trope, Hardin's Hardin Scott. So I watch a lot of romance movies, whether they're good or bad. Uh, I guess I was just on Instagram and I saw that they were making a movie that was apparently a fan fiction of One Direction. And I finally got you to watch it. So yeah, you told me it was like a Wattpad fan fiction of some sort, but I already forgot that it was about One Direction. How does that even make sense? Well, I uh, googled it and the author, and Anna Todd, posted the first few chapters of a fan fiction called After. I didn't even know about fan fiction websites actually until I found out about this Harry Styles one. Oh, really? Yeah. Originally, it had Tessa becoming involved in a relationship with Harry Styles, but eventually when she landed a deal with a publishing company, they obviously had to change Harry Styles' name to Hardin Scott, which I feel like is too on the nose. Same initials, and I just realized why he has an accent. Why? (laughs) Okay. Artistic liberty, do you think? I do think. I will say I was very afraid to watch this movie. Why? Partially because you hyped it up so much. But, um, I'm sorry, just everything I watch, I just am 100% about it. Like, even if it's bad, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my life now. (laughs) And I was just bugging you. I felt like I was hyping it up too much. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Not in, not in a way of like, I really like the movie. It's just like, when I first watched it, there was there was a line that as soon as I heard it, I stopped everything and I was like, Nick has to watch this with me. But I will say, just looking at the cover of this film on Netflix had me worried. A shirtless man laying on a bed by a window and just the word after. I'm like, okay, after what? Sex? <laughs> after I wasted two hours? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long the movie is. The movie starts off with this beautiful montage that I feel like wasn't necessary because it's not even the tone of the <laughs> the rest of the movie. It felt too romantic. I know it's a romance movie, but... You're seeing shots of like this beautiful forest, this beautiful water, and it looks very serene. But later on, when he's taking her there, you think she's about to be murdered in the forest. <laughs> anyway. And then I, I can't remember what she what the narration is saying, but it's her. It's Tessa. And she's saying, like, before him, there was Oh, I wrote it out. I have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can I read it? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, please. There are moments in our lives that seem to define us. Moments we keep going back to. My life before him was so simple and decided. I can't relate. And now after him, there's just... Wait for it. <laughs> after. What does that mean? <laughs> after him, there's just after. When I watched this again, there was no critical thinking skills whatsoever that I was taking part in because <laughs> it was like <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what she was even saying. 
Except for that last line. Am I too stupid? Am I dumb? Not even happily ever after? Just after? Okay. So she gets dropped off at college by her mom and what the movie wants you to think is her brother, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's what I thought. (laughs) I I wasn't the only one getting that vibe. No. Until they're standing in front of the car and they're getting like way too close, like closer than any sibling has has ever gone before. It was still awkward. (laughs) It was still awkward enough that I was like, oh, like they are getting way too close. Like they shouldn't be doing that. No, but when they kissed it, it made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, I, I had it in my brain that he was the brother. Yeah. I was like, wait. The guy in the cardigan from Gap isn't her brother? <laughs> so her supposed boyfriend and her mom are, are bringing her stuff into her dorm room and they meet her roommate's stuff. And right in front of her mom, this is like way out of the realm of reality. They're like, yeah, we can get you like fake IDs. And like talking about like talking about going partying and you wouldn't say that in front of anyone's mom. And what does the mom do? She turns on her heel and walks away. And she's like, those roommates we need to switch your roommates now and i just have to say selma blair honey (laughs) she could not act her way out of this writing by the way can we talk about movies depiction of like by the book characters they're always dressed in white in a half ponytail (laughs) throughout the entire movie tessa is wearing all white they're acting like she's she just doesn't have any fashion sense And she's like head to toe in a turtleneck (laughs) bodysuit. Okay, so that scene ends. And then she kisses her boyfriend goodbye. And that was that. And then the next scene is her getting out of the shower. And she's in her towel walking back to her uh, dorm. And she just sees this dude laying in her bed, reading her book. Yeah, in her bed. Even if he was with the roommate... Why would he be on her bed? Wouldn't he be on her roommate's bed? Also, I need to backtrack a little bit because one of my favorite lines is when, or maybe this happens at this point, but at some point Steph says, who brings books to college? (laughs) And honestly, (laughs) foreshadowing because Tess goes to like a total of, I think, two classes during this movie. (laughs) Okay, so then her roommate finally convinces her to go to this party, right? And she picks out this red dress number. What do you think? I I don't think. Um, <laughs> I was on Steph's side for this one. Well, I was fully expecting the roommate to be like, hey, wear, so wear some of my clothes, you know? Or the typical let's make over you and then like have a montage <laughs> yeah. of her. They just didn't have the budget. So they finally get to the party. And Tessa meets all of Steph's uh, friends. And it's a classic party scene where Tessa's like the plain Jane and everyone's like, who's this virgin? (laughs) Yeah, literally, literally. But uh, we meet Molly and we find out right away that she's a bitch. (laughs) Yes. She goes, oh my God, Steph, where did you find this girl? And Steph literally introduces her as her roommate. Oh my god. I'm like, Molly, do you not listen? I think it was Molly who suggested that they play Truth or Dare. Because she's she's a little devilish. She wants mm-hmm. to stir the pot. She asks, Truth or Dare? And Tessa says, Truth? 
And oh, then yeah. Molly's like, where's the craziest place you've ever had sex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a freaking 80s bully. Yeah. We hear Harden's name for the first time. I was just screaming at my TV like, his name is Harden? His name is literally Hardon in a British accent. So if you needed any more confirmation that this movie is horny AF. <laughs> and I also love how Tessa says like, they start playing Truth or Dare and Tessa's like, isn't this a kid's game? And Molly or somebody goes, not the way that we play. But then it's literally exactly like how kids play. They're like, it's the same. <laughs> like there was nothing different about how they played it. It was just like asking people personal questions. Yeah, so I think after she can't answer the truth, they're like, wait, are you a virgin? And then yeah. they're like, let's move on. And then um, I think she has to default to dare at that point. Yeah. And so then Molly's like, I dare you to kiss Harden. And guess what? They didn't even kiss. Tessa gets one inch away from Hardon's face and says, I'm done playing this game. Mm-hmm. And then she walks away like a queen. And I had to laugh. <laughs> There's a lot of mic drop moments, though, in this movie. A lot. A lot of mic drop moments that just do not happen in real life. Yeah. Anyway, so she leaves and she walks into, I guess, Hardin's room. And she's snooping around his bookshelf. And then he just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing in my room, Teresa? <laughs> oh, my God. And I really like that line because the way that he says Teresa. She's like, my name is Tessa. And then um, they almost kiss again. He goes, are we still on for the day? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Something along the lines of. of I think it was exactly that. Oh, no, no, no. I, I wrote it down. I wrote down what he says. He says, are we still playing? Because I think you owe me a dare. <laughs> oh my god. The way you just leaned into the mic gave me shivers. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's, he doesn't say, uh, what are you doing in my room, Teresa? He says, it's Bronte, Teresa. Because he quotes a book, which like they do often. I skimmed over my notes and I just thought it was funny. It's Bronte, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, ass. Yeah, she's like, I read too. Did you not see my low ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see me walk into class in all white? Yes, I read. <laughs> anyway, the way, but the way that he looks at her in the scene where they're in his room is so predatory, like a hungry hawk. So after she leaves his room, her high school boyfriend calls her on the phone and he's like, it's loud. Are you at a party? Are you drinking? Is this like who you are now? Like being super shamey and overbearing. Yeah, very overbearing and shaming her for just having a college experience. And I'm like, this poor girl, it's her first night of college. I just wrote, why is Noah such a little bitch? So what I assume is her second day of college, she wakes up and she goes to her first class where she meets Landon, who is the soon to be step brother of Harden. Okay, so they meet and they get along great. And then the teacher walks in. I feel like this woman doesn't teach anything at all. She just walks in. She's like, who did the reading of Pride and Prejudice, huh? <laughs> she's like, I'm opening up the floor. Anybody who read it? Because I didn't. And she was like, 
uh, Mr. Scott, what do you think of um, Pride and Prejudice? And then he says something like, Elizabeth Bennett needs to chew. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I love Pride and Prejudice, but when they're talking about it, I'm like, oof, please stop. Yeah. And I assume that they stayed on the scene for so long because they're trying to draw parallels between Mr. Darcy <laughs> as Harden Scott. <laughs> but it doesn't work yeah they were trying to do a lot with that scene all I know is just because he's British doesn't mean he has all of these opinions <laughs> I also just wasn't a big fan of Tessa squirting her literary pheromones in the scene while wearing spaghetti straps <laughs> might I add why'd you have to say it like that girl read the room wait what do you mean I don't know <laughs> it was like imagine being in that classroom and just having these two random people like go at it with each other i'm like oh my god like when is the lesson gonna start and then the teacher's like oh wow this is great discourse everyone goodbye <laughs> but anyway so after this whole pride and prejudice scene they keep bumping into each other around campus which how small is this campus that they keep running into each other like this <laughs> They keep bumping into each other and then he's like, let's start over because we're gonna be seeing each other a lot. We go to the same school. We're both friends with Steph. Our circles run together, which like she doesn't really have a circle. It's just like, she's just the roommate of Steph. And so he's like, I wanna start over. I wanna be friends, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, let me take you to my favorite place, which by the way, I would never do. He like no. drives her all the way out to this random dock in the middle of the woods. And he's like, I don't think we could ever just be friends. Which is weird because it's like they're barely acquaintances, right? <laughs> they met like two days prior. Okay, so they're at the dock. And then he's like, care for a swim, Theresa. And he takes off his clothes and he jumps in. And she like, says, what are you doing? And I'm like, he's underwater, love. <laughs> he's like, just use my shirt. And then he turns around and then she changes and he like sneaks a peek, which is like red flag yeah. number 57. But she puts it on. It's just like a regular black t-shirt. And he's like, I like it better on you. Ugh. Makes me so uncomfortable. This is why we're doing this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets in and they have their little fun and then they get up. And this is the this line. This is it. <laughs> I knew it. This is the line that made me want to review this movie with you. So they're getting close and he says, have you never been touched before? <laughs> <laughs> How did he know that? Why would you yeah. assume that she had never been touched before? She could be squirmy because she's literally cheating on her boyfriend. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe she's like recoiling like, ooh, I shouldn't do this. Instead, yeah, even like, if... have you never been touched before? My God. <laughs> yeah, even if Noah is a little high school bitch, he didn't deserve that. <laughs> He's too young to go through this trauma. <laughs> but when you heard that line, please tell me your whole body just like... <clears throat> yeah. Well, it was that one and... Um, Can I show you something? <laughs> and there's like 15 seconds of silence. And then he says, hold your nose. Oh, And they yeah. go under the water. The camera does not go under the water with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they come back up and he says, did you hear that? The silence. 
he said, I want to show you something, but we didn't get to see it, so... What did he show her down there? But it was very predatory when he slipped those playing card fingers into her waistband. That's all I have to say. Red flag number 88. He has a king and a queen tattooed on his middle and index finger. Please stop calling it his king and queen. <laughs> Please. I beg of you. So after Tessa almost gets fingered on the dock, they decide to go get a little snack. So they go to the bar where they have burgers, which by the way, Harden in front of him, he has burgers and fries and like one bite out of the burger, but it's not <laughs> facing him. It's facing Tessa. This guy picks up his burger and eats it upside down. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Oh, red flag number 99. He probably turns his spoon upside down too when he like takes a bite of ice cream. Psychopath. <laughs> do, you, do you do that? No. I just couldn't understand why they left it in the movie that Tessa says, Oh, um, my burger wasn't supposed to have ketchup. We're just learning that she's that girl. <laughs> it's like, yes, I will send my I will send my food back. <laughs> yes, it's me. Um, and I felt seen and I didn't like it. Damn it. I totally forgot that as he's like about to shove his king and queen downstairs. No, we're back to this. <laughs> he pulls them out. And then Tessa goes, why'd you Let stop? stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh. So his friends roll up. This scene is so awkward and weird and makes no so, sense. Yeah, they all sit down and they're like looking at each other. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Harden gives Tessa the keys to his car. Like, I'll be over. I'll be over in a minute or whatever. And she like waits at the bar. And then he comes back. She was like. I'm going to tell Noah about us. And he was like, do whatever you want. It was fun, but I don't date. They were literally on a burger date. So then she goes home and she has this like sad montage of taking off her makeup. And can we discuss the Avril Lavigne complicated cover? Ooh, the bananas and avocados version. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Um, <laughs> the, it did not fit the mood at all. So she walks out and her boyfriend is there. Mr. High School Noah is standing with a bunch of flowers and she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. like Surprise. Awkward, yeah, the most awkward embrace. They go to a bonfire where things get a little heated. No pun intended. Yeah, so they walk up to the bonfire and immediately Molly is out for blood again. <laughs> She is out for blood any chance she gets. And she nails it every single time. Yep. So she's like cuddling up with uh, Hardin and they and her and uh, Tessa and her boyfriend sit down at the bonfire. And she is like, let's play a- Suck and blow. Yeah, suck and blow. So they play the game and they get yeah. to Tessa and the guy, I assume he drops the card on purpose so that he can kiss Tessa and then high school boyfriend Noah's like, whoa, 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 don't touch her, man. Which, I mean, she didn't want to kiss him and she has a boyfriend sitting right there. Yeah. And then for some reason, Mr. I don't date. <laughs> <laughs> rushes up on him. They punch the shit out of each other. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, now you just know. The boyfriend's like, what the heck is this guy doing? Yeah. Like, you just made a huge scene. Well, it's not the, it won't be the first time the Harden's very obvious about that. Yeah. 
So that all happens and then they fall asleep and then randomly Tesla gets a text message from Landon, Landon. Hardin's stepbrother. And he's like, he asked her to come over after Hardin's rampage at the bonfire. And she goes over to the house, no questions asked. <laughs> and she walks in on, on their like beautiful house and everything is like destroyed. And Landon explains to her like, oh, he, he just went off on our family and just started destroying stuff. And while he's explaining all this, I'm thinking, how is this her problem? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, why did Landon call her specifically for her to like, come over? You're the only one. Oh, he's not British. You're the only one he would listen to. And that's the thing, though. How does he know that? The way that I see it, Landon and Harden's relationship wasn't even that great. They don't really like each other. They don't talk. No. So how would Landon know that Tessa and him and Harden have a strong enough relationship to where he would need to call her and like have her calm him down unless like it's implied that tessa and landon are way closer and like tell him everything but <laughs> yeah even then i mean it's <laughs> it's only wednesday night <laughs> oh my god yeah like she met landon two days ago maybe <laughs> maybe one day ago actually they still have a paper to write <laughs> Yeah, so red flag number two, 203. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he destroys his own furniture and own the things that his parents paid for. And she walks out to the pool and he's there like slumped over and like brooding again. And he's like, shouldn't you be with your perfect little boyfriend, Teresa? I'm just like, why are you mad? <laughs> why are you mad? Like you guys met on Sunday night. <laughs> Anyway, so he's like, shouldn't you be with your perfect little boyfriend? That's word for word, by the way. I did not add anything else. <laughs> oh my god. And then she's like, yeah. Landon called me. And and then here comes the trauma dumping, which should be uh, saved for a therapist, po possibly, right? Mm -hmm. Not this random girl that you met on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. And um, I guess that really like revs her engine because that night... <laughs> They do some dirty things. This bitch, excuse me, gets her pussy ate while her boyfriend is back in her dorm in her bed alone. Yes. Dude, at this point, like, you just feel really sorry for Noah. And you're like, ah, I mean, overbearing, sure. Annoying, sure. But <laughs> nobody deserves to be sleeping in their girlfriend's bed. <laughs> While she's up. <laughs> Receiving implied cunnilingus. No, oh, ma'am. I think we got uh, too ahead of ourselves because when they're still taught, when he's still trauma dumping, he throws down a glass. Tessa did exactly what I would do. Try to clean up the mess. And this is the trope. I knew from the moment that he broke the glass, I was like, this is what's going to happen. She's going to pick up the pieces and on the first or second glass shard she's gonna <laughs> cut her hand and then he's gonna go oh let me let me get like let me help you he's gonna sober up real quick and catch yeah. that wound and then it happened you can't fix him girl <laughs> you really can't and so he's like come with me 
So I assume he gives her a band-aid because then she like with the same hand like touches his face or something. I noticed that <laughs> yeah. as well. I was like, if he wouldn't put pressure on it, so she like immediately was like, oh, it's healed. Ooh. Yeah. But anyway, so she they they both fall asleep and then she wakes up with like a million calls from yeah. her boyfriend, obviously, because he wakes up in a random ass dorm and he's like, where the heck is my girlfriend? And um, she comes back and he's sitting on the steps waiting for her. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I had to help out a friend. And he's like, what were you doing? Where, who were you with? And then conveniently Harden's just standing behind her. You yeah. guys couldn't have separated afterwards? I'm like, did he follow her there without her knowing? That's what I'm saying, because didn't she leave with a bike? I don't remember. Yeah, she comes back and she has a bike, I'm pretty sure. Oh so my god. So where was he? Was he on the bike with her? Did they ride the bike together? Was he walking beside her as she was pedaling? And so obviously Noah sees Harden and everything's implied uh, that they had spent the night together. Why am I assuming that he's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All I wrote was Noah said, bye girl. <laughs> he just left. I, I don't remember what he says, but I assume it's like, I'm, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to tell your mom, you got your bussy ate. <laughs> Not her bussy. <laughs> well, you never know. If it was her bussy, then she was real brave <laughs> letting him kiss her. <laughs> so meanwhile, Steph is sleeping in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because she comes back to her dorm room and she's like, what's wrong? And she's like... I broke, my boyfriend broke up with me we broke up and she's like oh come here and she like makes like she crawls into Steph's bed which I didn't even think they were that close I know like talk about a complete character shift for Steph because I mean the whole time Steph has been pretty complicit with the bullying that Tessa has been receiving from Molly and everyone else in the group I mean it wasn't like she was like mean to her but it was, I didn't think they were close enough to be cuddling so, and that was the only sad montage she ever has in the movie, <laughs> yeah. because it's time for Tessa and Harden montage. <laughs> oh my god! It gets boring because it's just nothing but montage. It's them going to the aquarium. It's them holding hands. There was that scene where they're like in the library, like reading to each other. I'm like, why couldn't you have done that at home? <laughs> <laughs> right. They're in love because it's Tessa and Harden Montage. Oh my god. I just wrote Chinese food, pillow fight, <laughs> picnics, and absolutely no studying. <laughs> my biggest problem with this movie is I'm just like, college students do not have time for 99% of this shit. They don't have what time. Do I was doing the same thing by myself. <laughs> Chinese food, pillow fights, picnics? <laughs> Those are the moments we go back to. <laughs> Those are the moments that define us. Let's go back to them not doing any schoolwork. Because she's like actively in a class, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> I assume she's in a class. So she gets a text message that's like, come outside. And he he's behind her. And then he says. <laughs> and then he says. <laughs> <laughs> he says. What are you doing, Tessa? <laughs> Learning about the stars. No, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> ah. 
No shit, dude. What do you think she's doing in a planetarium? Actually, yes. <laughs> she is learning about the stars. But it's also just like so condescending in a way. Yeah. It's like, oh, Tessa, what are you doing learning? <laughs> so I just I just thought it was really funny that he would text her, come outside, and then not even two seconds later, he's like <laughs> behind her and knows what seat she's in. But yeah, I think that was like the end of their montage because then they're like back in her dorm and they're about to do it. And then guess who walks in? The mom. <laughs> Oddly enough. Nobody locks their doors. She no. doesn't have a job to go to, so she's just driving to Washington State University <laughs> to see her kid. Anyway, yeah, so she's like, you need to leave, and you need to get your priorities straight. Um, we oh, you're cut off. Here. You are cut off. You are done. And she's like, I don't know what to do. This is the part where you know it's a Wattpad story because this would not, <laughs> this would not happen. So he, he calls her and is like, come with me and shows her this huge, lavish artist studio apartment. And she's like, whose is this? And he goes, you can move in with me here for a year. She'll be gone. And I'm like, does this happen? Um, no, that's not how this works. And he's like, for free I did this for also. you. Yeah. Because they both seem to not, they don't have jobs. But she's like, her eyes light up. She's like, you did this for me? You decided to the professor. <laughs> you decided to squat in this house you're watering the plants for and invite me without telling the owner? Babe. That's so sweet. Uh, fuck my mom. I literally don't need her anymore. Because it's implied that she loses her dorm because yeah. her mom cuts her off. Yeah, so I wrote more montages after the apartment because they get to live together. They're living the like artist dream mm -hmm. they're taking baths together <laughs> you know they're just having a blast reading with one another which by the way i have tried reading with my partner does not work they doesn't don't work care. no i'm just like are we meant to be swooning at this point because i'm just annoyed um okay after that they go to the parents wedding where we learn harden's dark backstory my dad was a drunk and he owed these guys at the bar some money and when he couldn't find my dad he came to our house and uh took it out on my mother and i i was only eight i could not beat them up myself <laughs> yeah. i don't know it just it didn't really explain all that much it's like how anyway anyway they literally run away from the wedding reception to go fuck okay this is where it does get interesting because I guess Hardin is in the bathroom and his phone is like buzzing and Tessa gets curious and he and she um, checks his phone and it's Molly being like, hey, meet us at Bob's when it's all done or whatever. And Tessa's like, what is this? He's like, it's nothing. And um, she was like, what the fuck? Like, tell me what is happening. Like, where are you going? As he was leaving, like literally almost out the door, he was like, do you trust me? And she says, yeah. And he says, then what's the problem? That oh is like God. red flag number 150. <laughs> at that point, Harden's gone. We don't know where he is. Yeah. And so she's like waiting at the apartment for him and like texting him and stuff like that. And it's funny because as he was leaving, 
she was like, where are you going? Where are you going? But she read the text messages, right? Because Molly was like, meet us at Bob's at nine. But then she was like, where are you going? Where are you going? That's right. I remember thinking, I was like, wait, didn't you read the message? You read the message that he was going to Bob's at nine. Yeah, I said, it's not sketchy at all that a rando friend had to text her to tell her where Harden was, only to tell her to go exactly where the text messages said he would be. But then she finally goes in. She goes into the burger barn. Yeah, she goes into the burger barn or whatever it is. And Tessa, throughout this entire scene, I do not think she blinks. She has <laughs> the biggest eyes and she's, she's ready to fight. Whoa. <laughs> so Steph and Molly and the two other dudes are all having a jolly good time at one of the booths. And then Tessa comes in to sit down and Steph was like, oh. Oh my gosh, are you okay? Of course she's wet. Of course it's raining outside right now. Mm-hmm. And then Harden comes in. He fi- he sits down and Molly's like, hey, Harden, Tessa's here. And then Molly, of course, she's looking for blood. So she's like, did you tell her yet? Or something along the lines to further this. Did you tell her yet that you're a vampire? <laughs> yeah. Um, and in my notes, I said it took one hour and 26 minutes for someone in the movie to finally tell Molly to shut up. <laughs> because Harden, when Molly's like, did you tell her? And, and being so like secretive, he finally just goes, Molly, shut up. Well, it is finally revealed why everyone's been so obsessed with Tessa. Why everyone's been so interested in her and everything that she's doing. It's because that night, just four days ago, while they were playing Truth or Dare at the frat party, Molly, you'll remember, was recording everything that was happening. And after Tessa says, I'm done playing this game and walks away, Harden is still down there on video saying, do you guys dare me to try and win her back or something like that? No, no, no. Molly goes, ooh, Harden's got his first rejection. Oh, that's right. And so at that point, he basically dares himself. Yeah, to... he basically does because nobody else is like, I dare you to, you know, mess with this girl. Yeah. What does he say? He's like, here's, here's what I'll do. He's all like sneaky. He's like, I'll make her fall in love with me and then I'll just turn it off like that. <laughs> oh my God. And that, that was pretty much it. So he. And that was the part that ripped her heart out, honestly. Yeah. And this whole scene is very dramatic. Like, Girl, if I found out that information, I would just be mad. I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, like everything was in slow-mo for some reason. And it was just like, (laughs) (laughs) big dummy didn't realize that he would actually fall in love with her. So (laughs) that's his own fault. Now they're in a pickle. So I don't feel sorry for him. (laughs) Of course I don't. (laughs) At all. But after that, she goes back home. I think she starts wearing white again. I don't know. <laughs> starts hanging out with her mom, I guess. I thought it was like forever, but I think it was just for one day. And then she goes back to school. <laughs> yeah, she goes and confronts her high school ex-boyfriend, Noah, and he forgives her immediately. <laughs> of course. And then they're just laughing and joking like old buddies. Yeah. Because, you know, he is her best friend. Yeah. But hard on was so much more. So she goes back and then it's surprisingly the end of the semester because they're all turning <laughs> in their final papers. But 
apparently Hardin turns his paper in. It's not the assignment at all. <laughs> it not. also includes a photo of Tessa and the spot where she almost got fingered. It's two photos of Tessa. And then the professor's like, I think this is for you. N- not concerned at all that it's like, why was I given this? Like, why is it my job to give this to you? He knows where her apartment is. He knows Steph. So he could have yeah. given that to, to Steph and have her give it to Tessa. But for some reason, he's like, you know what? I think the professor knows us a lot more. And honestly, I don't remember what happens after that. I'm, I was so checked out. I feel like this movie was edging me the whole time towards <laughs> nothing. Just like Tessa on that talk. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you stop? Oh, g- going back to the professor. How did she even know that Tessa and Harden were together? They had They had that one instance in the classroom where they were arguing do you think that she even opened the envelope and was looking at the pictures of tessa and was like hmm. <laughs> yeah she's like i'm getting a feeling <laughs> this is not meant for me also if that were any other professor in college i'd be like i do not give two shits like why are you giving this to me fail so the movie ends with tessa reading the actual uh essay which is only like two sentences in in my head it's like a half a page but he basically just writes about how he didn't believe in love until he found tessa yeah and then the movie ends with her going to the dock and them just sitting together and that was it oh yeah and he says something like you once asked me who i love most in the world Uh, it's you Oh, no. Or something like that. Like, he changes it to, it's you. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe that was in the in the letter, and he was still, like, doing voiceover while they were sitting there. Yeah. Either way, I was just like, really? So that was after. <laughs> and after I watched it, I felt worse. Out of five broken bottles of alcohol, <laughs> how many do you give this movie? Well, I assume it, it's in the opposite order. Where five is worse than one, so <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four broken bottles of alcohol. Oh, um, well, I'm gonna do that in the opposite direction, where the lowest quantity is the lowest score. So I'm gonna give it one burger bitten out of out of five burgers. With out of. with or without ketchup. Without ketchup, obviously. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Our play-by-play of the movie after. I assume what comes after is the second after. Yes or no? I think the second one might be more bonkers than the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tune in next time to find out. Absolutely. This has been Two Prude Dudes. Two Prude Dudes. Two prudes, two prudes, two 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 prudes. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for a quick clue. How come all of these college students are not studying? This has been a quick clue. All right, until next time. Until next time. Bye. Thank you.